It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Welcome in, everybody, on a Monday night, the Sports X Radio, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I am your host, Andrew the Fish Vane. With me, as always, Mark the Magnificent. Mar- eh, easy for me to say. The Magnificent One? There you go. Mark the Magnificent Hoke is not only on the board, but he's on the mic. He's pulling double duty. That's how amazing he is. And this is KDWN 101.5 FM. 720 on your AM dial. It is the station so nice. They're playing it twice. Aha. Gotcha. You were close on that. Yeah. And it's been it's a, on your dial twice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and but it, we can it, play it twice, too. It's been a, a pretty amazing day in sports for a Monday, I will say that. There's two teams that have now punched their ticket to October in baseball. And in football, we had yet another amazing win for the Buffalo Bills, who... Maybe we're underrated for even what we were for the way everyone was talking them up. Eagles looking like that they their win in week one was not a fluke as they are taking apart the Vikings now. I think it's twenty four to seven in the fourth quarter. Is it still twenty four seven? Yeah, it's been twenty four seven since halftime. Halftime. I'm a little disappointed about that. But yeah, but still, they're moving Jalen, the ball. But, and Jalen Hurts yeah. looks fantastic. Obviously. Uh, Buffalo just destroyed Tennessee. Uh, I believe the score was forty-one to seven. It was a lot to a little, and that's all that really yeah, matters. Yeah, it really was. And, and what's even more frightening for the rest of the league is that right now Buffalo has outscored their opponents by a total of seventy-two to seventeen in two games. I find that acceptable. That is a fifty-five point differential, dude. That's insane. You, you are a you are a Bills fan. A connoisseur of the Buffalo, the Buffalo, the like Buffalo. And we said this during and during the preview, and I, I said it may be blasphemy, but this may be the best Bills team I've ever seen. Yeah, they're, well, they're off to a great start. I mean, but I, 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 I how t- do you stop these guys? I, I mean, they're incredible. Strange, this stat right here will tell you how strange the 2022 NFL season is. The New York Football Giants <laughs> have more wins than the entire AFC South combined. God, they suck. They suck. Let me repeat that. They're so bad. The New York football giants have more wins than the entire AFC 
South combined. And considering two teams played each other in that division, that's saying something. That is horrendous. Yeah, the Cur- only team with a win in that division right now is Jacksonville. Who beat the Colts. That is correct. So Jacksonville so, so, at one and one sits atop the division. The Colts and Texans at o one and one, and then the Titans at o and two. You know, when we did our preview, I said that division was going to be bad. I think everyone said that division was going to be bad, but, but I didn't know historically bad. Boy, the Colts and Frank Reich had better figure something out fast. Not only hey, did they lose to Jacksonville, they got shut out in Jacksonville. Terrible. Now, granted. And if I, I saw the stat before, and I actually bet on the Jags to win the game. The Colts were, I think, oh for the last eight in trips to Jacksonville. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. No. It didn't matter if it was even Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck. It didn't matter. Even though, boy, I'll tell you, I think Carson Wentz would look better in that uniform than Matt Ryan right now. No right offense now, to it, Mr. No, Ryan. No, it, it is not looking good. But then again, he was without his best receiver last game, Michael Pittman, as well. Yeah, but there's you got Jonathan Taylor and Pittman, and that's it. And that's what I said at the beginning of the season. It was the same problem Carson had last year. And there's nobody there. And the funny thing is, that's still a better combo, apparently, than Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Uh, because right now, all teams are doing is saying, all right, we're going to stop Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill has to be us, and he can't. The stats from Tannehill and Henry today are are absolutely embarrassing. Ryan Tannehill, 11 of 20 for 117 yards. He threw two picks. One of them was a pick six and was sacked twice. Uh, Derrick Henry, 13 carries for 25 yards. The trade of A.J. Brown. And thank you. Thank you, Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you so much. Was one of the dumbest trades. I do not get why they did that. Why would you let that guy go? The one guy that could open up space on that team, that can keep things from keep teams from stacking honest, up yeah. the box on Henry, and now they got nothing. But is it as much as that they're stacking the box against Derrick Henry, or could it be that after all those years of usage and then the injury last year, that I'm not saying Henry is bad, at all, but that it. He's slowed down a little. The same thing, exact same thing happened, if you remember, to Sean Alexander when he was in uh, Seattle. He was an absolute beast for a couple of years, then he got an injury, and then he was his career was basically over at that point. I, I think this is more, there's, there's no help. There's no help. If I'm coaching against them, I'm loading the box up, and I'm saying, okay, Ryan Tannehill, and I couldn't, I couldn't name a receiver right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Traylon Fire Burks, away. Robert Woods. Yawn. Fire away. No, Traylon Burks is the rookie they got out of Arkansas. Yeah. And and Robert Woods, they got in the trade from the Rams. And Woods was actually an important part of the Rams team last year before he got injured. Well, apparently he's not that important. <laughs> apparently There's a not. reason they let him go. No, but and and my bet is looking a lot better that uh, Davis Mills is going to be better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Well, and I saw Malik Willis got into the game. He did, yeah. And, uh, One of four little, for six yards and a fumble. And a fumbleaya, which I saw, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, Hassan Haskins was the leading rusher for the Titans. Nine carries, 37 yards. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, and Josh Allen just 26 to 38, ho-hum, 317 yards, four touchdowns, three of them to uh, Stephon Diggs, 12 catches, 148 yards. Dude, this... You may want to cover Stephon Diggs. It's just just it's, a word to the but, wise. But the thing is, is there's so many... They they are loaded at every skill position. Now I I know that, for example, KT was saying, well, Cole uh, Cole Beasley's going to be a big loss. 
Not with that team. No, and they no, did it they're, tonight they're without, fine. And, without and, one and, of their best weapons. Gabriel Davis did not play because he had an injured ankle. Yeah, you're that that team. Oh boy, they're. I I don't know who's gonna. I mean, and I'm not just talking Super Bowl. I don't know who's gonna beat them if they keep playing like this. Oh, I agree. Obviously, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose somewhere down the road. They all all, all teams do. But, and the, the problem with this Bills team, and it hasn't happened yet, obviously. But they have a tendency to lose focus once in a while. They did it last year. Remember, they lost to Jacksonville last year. A game that totally inexcusable. The game they should never have lost. It was to Jacksonville. Yeah, but you you learn. You no, know, and, and absolutely. And and I think after what happened to them in the playoffs last year, I think they got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as someone who's who's been in that situation as a coach, where you were so close the year before, and you feel like you know you should have done better. Man, you come into the the practices and the and everything, and every time you touch a ball, every time you do something, you are just like, I want that ring this year. That won't happen again. And I and I think Buffalo's got that attitude right now. And I, I do want to point out Von Miller tonight, almost a non factor. He had one solo tackle for a loss and that was it. Yeah, but the, now it's a factor that, that they have to keep an eye on him and, and pay attention to where he is. But he wasn't a big name. I mean Gregory Rousseau had a sack tonight and he was their draft pick from last year. I had a kid out of Miami who I I've loved the entire this entire time. I thought he was a great pick and I think he's gonna be a fantastic NFL player. But of course the other thing is that Tennessee's offense wasn't on the field very long. Actually so, time of possession was about the same. Buffalo had like three minutes more possession. That was yeah, it. but still, it's not... No, it's not the be-all and end-all. Now, yeah. next week, Buffalo goes down to Miami. Traditionally, Buffalo has played very well in Miami. But the Dolphins are a lot better, I think, than people thought. That, Their that, defense gave up that, a lot yesterday, but they came storming back and were able to beat the Ravens 42-38 in a game that they really had no business winning. I still haven't figured out how that happened, but but the one thing about Miami is, is that if that offense clicks... That it's incredibly explosive, and you know you saw that. Yeah, Waddle you saw and Tyreek Hill. That's two guys on the outside that you're going to have trouble containing. Yeah, you're you know they're they're wide receiving core, and you got Kasiki tight end. They're offensively they're loaded. If they you know if, if two is good, you know they're they're going to score some points. So that that's going to be an interesting game. But I I think with Buffalo. The defense, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to shut that down. Plus, plus, I have a feeling seeing Tyreek Hill is gonna make him a little man. I think so too. The next question I have, and this I thought was very interesting as well. There are three playoff teams in the AFC from last year that have started off the season zero and two this year. Mm-hmm. Which one's in the most trouble? The Bengals, the Raiders, or the Titans? Well, the Titans are dead in the water. They're they're going nowhere, and we knew that at the start of the season. Um, the Bengals have. Better. I'm shocked that they brought in three new offensive linemen and they still can't block. And when that I happens, well. you better get another offensive line coach in there or figure something out because, I mean, I know that that group wasn't that strong last year, but they actually look worse, do you which think, is unbelievable. Do you think they believed the, the, the clippings this week and didn't take the Cowboys serious enough? No, I honestly, you know, I watched some of the game and, and I thought Dallas played really well and Cincinnati's offensive line was horrible. I mean, it all starts there. If if you can't block, you can't win. And I and I remember two years ago when they had the, to- the choice of taking um, linemen from Oregon or yeah Jamar Chase or Jamar Chase Jamar, and, they, or, and they, or I can't think of the guy's name. I know exactly who you're talking about. And up in Detroit, yeah. Do you you know which one do you pick? And you know, and Chase had a great season right, last and, year. And last year, everyone and, lauded them for taking and, Jamar Chase. And he will, but at this, but at the same time. 
what do you, if if you sat Joe Burrow down right now and said forget about that you played with the guy, who would you rather have on your team right now? I don't know. I think you had an honest answer. And I was saying it last year, too. I said, I know how great Jamar Chase is. I understand. I understand Jamar Chase is probably the reason you guys got to the Super Bowl. But long term, you're not going to win without a solid offensive line. Yeah, I'd say if I'm the Cincy GM, I'm looking to make a trade right now. I I don't care because you don't – even though Burrow and Chase are still young, you don't want to give up those years. And I I really think that they need to do something fast, fast – and if it's not coaching, then you better find some different personnel and get somebody else in there. So, By the way, if the Eagles continue to win this game, which I believe they're going to, it's still 24-7? Uh, it is still 24-7. Vikings are close. At, boy, I'll tell you, though, the Eagles have ridden the edge of the lightning bolt tonight. This is, I think this is the third time they've been down uh, in, in goal-to-go situations. In goal-to-go situations. How many will put one in? I mean, this is – I mean, the, the Eagles' secondary has – been absolutely sensational. Slay's got two picks tonight. Considering what happened last week against Detroit, that's impressive to see. Yeah, the you know the the frustration is is that the score was twenty four seven at the half. The and Vikings defense has shored up a little bit. And if you remember last week, the Eagles were blowing Detroit out, and Detroit got back in that game. Now they've obviously have cleaned this up. And by the way, Kirk Cousins. So overrated, but the <laughs> but the the but that's got to scare you that you're not making the it seems like the other teams are making better adjustments than you are at halftime. So Sirianni, I think, is going to have to take a serious look at what he's doing at halftime because you you're because like, I don't think I think the Vikings are a mediocre team. So, so you're you know, saying I, the I think every you, week is Eagles first half. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, but they've they've got to figure out what to do at halftime a little bit better than this. And it, it is over 24-7. It, it's, that's the final now? It is a final. So that means fly, the, Eagles, fly. the entire NFC North and the entire NFC West are all one and one Okay. I just thought that was interesting. Nah. And what brought that up was the San Francisco 49ers. <sighs> Trey Lance looks like he's done for the year. Are you happy now? I, are all you Bison haters out there happy it's now? It's got nothing to do with whether, where he came from. My point is, I think the Niners, this for a team that has playoff and Super Bowl aspirations, this may have been, and as horrible as it is to say, the best thing that could have happened to them. I've, and I say that not because I want I wish injury on Trey Lance, but like I said, if, they'd, if after week four or five, Lance was struggling so much that they had to replace him with Jimmy Garoppolo, then that is going to take a lot out of the kid. And it's going to hurt his learning curve going forward. However, because of an injury and he has to be replaced by Garoppolo, that means it's he, he, that ego is not bruised as much. Yeah, it's that was sad to see. Absolutely. And, I, and like I said, I don't wish those, injury on anybody. And for those that don't know much about Trey Lance, he is an awesome guy. He really is. And the only I, guy I wish injury on is Tom Brady. But that's uh, beside the point. I mean, <laughs> it was that was just horrible to see with the, the twisty ankle. Yes. So apparently, I think they said broken, broken ankle and a yeah, ligament tear he had too. Surgery. He, he come through the surgery fine. He, he he should be back ready to go next year. But you know, the Niners are still gonna be there. I am. I think they're a better team. I hate to say it, they are a better team with Garoppolo this year. Not the future. I think the future is Trey Lance. This year, they're a better team with Garoppolo. Yeah, they're so, they're gonna be solid, and 
I no matter what happened, I had them going to the NFC Championship game. I'm staying with it. I, I think it's interesting. I, I, like I said, I think the biggest surprise is the Giants at two and zero. Well, they didn't, they beat Tennessee and Carolina. Hey, so those are games they may not win last year. No, I'm, I I would agree with that. But it was in but Tennessee they as well. Were, they they have shored up their offensive line. They had a very good draft, and Saquon Barkley's back and healthy, so and that's, that's helping huge. out. Daniel Jones is playing fine. I mean, they're and you know I said this. Would be, you know, I thought that I still think they're. They're not going to last. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not going to last. 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 going to be an interesting game. That, That's a winnable know, game for them. It is. It is, I, and if they start three and zero, the the percentages, and I don't know off the top of my head what they are, but the percentages of making the playoffs when you go three and zero are massive. Just like the percentages when you start zero and two of missing the playoffs are huge. Get this, because they're also a recipient of an eagleish schedule. Dallas, home against they're home against Dallas. They're home against Chicago they're, the week they're, after. They're home against Dallas on Monday night mm-hmm. or at Dallas. They're home. They're home to Dallas and they're, they're, they're home, home to Chicago. Chicago. Then they got to go to Green Bay, which they will get destroyed. Okay, so four, they, but they could be four and zero by the time they get to Green Bay. They could. They got Green Bay and then they're home against Baltimore. They'll lose there at uh, Jacksonville, at Seattle, Houston, Detroit, Dallas. That's not a bad no, schedule. They, they could start off, you know, legitimately. What is that? Nine games. So they could just start off six and three. Yeah, they could be in the. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, they'll find a way to gack it. Oh, of course they will. They're the Giants. They're hideous. But, and congratulations to the Detroit Lions. You know, not, not only for the first time, I think, in like seven years where they favored at kickoff, but they won. <laughs> yeah. You know, and everybody was – and look, Washington is still a good football team. Yeah. they. I, I'm telling you guys, they are going to be – they're going to be there towards the end of the season. Just, you know, they'll be hanging around. I, you know, they're, they're an eight or nine win team to me. But Detroit – is I think their schedule wasn't too favorable, but they're they're going to be in games. That offense is explosive, and if they can find a way to clean things up defensively a little bit, man, I, I you know I said it a while ago. They're they're going to be a pesky team. I wouldn't. I don't want to play them. You know, we were talking a little while ago about the 0 and two teams, mm-hmm. and we talked about the Bengals a little bit, obviously, and, and the Titans. We know are done. I think the Raiders are in a ton of trouble as well, and not just because they're zero and two. But they're zero and two in a division where you're. And, and all credit to you, Denver is appears to be very overrated from the way they started the season. When when they going into the season, everyone was like, "Oh, this Denver team's fantastic." They really don't look good right now. No. They're lucky to be one and one. They are. But Kansas City and the Chargers both look fantastic. The Chargers could have just as easily won that game on Thursday night as they lost. It was a pick six was the difference. Yeah, the the Raiders. Oh boy. And an 0-2 I, in that uh, division, when you still have to play all of those teams, all well, the Chargers, they've already played once, but you have to play the other two teams twice and the Chargers still one more time, the Raiders are in some serious trouble. They, boy, I'll tell you, and and I still think Arizona is not a good team. They, they kind of caught lightning out of bottle on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. They, but that is a... Uh, that is a game the Raiders had to have won. Yeah, that was one that you... When you look at how tight that those three teams should be at the end of the season, that flips them down to probably third place in my book. 
because that game, they, they couldn't afford to lose that game. No, and I think you're right. I think first and second will be a battle between the Chiefs and Chargers. That game that's going to be in Los Angeles, whenever it is, I don't know what week it is, when the Chiefs go to L.A. to face the Chargers, that's going to be a massive game. Yeah, they, and uh, I'm actually pulling that for you right now and see how fast my computer because goes. Because the Chiefs have looked good but not, I mean, have looked very good but not great, and the Chargers have to. I think, like I said, the Chargers, to me, are on a, on a par with the Chiefs right now, even though they lost to them. Well, here's here's the good news for the Raiders. All right, so let's let's forget the, the pain of this horrible loss at Tennessee, home against Denver. Then <laughs> who, they go to Kansas who, City, who so that's a who, bad one. Yeah, who would have thought that at Tennessee would be like a respite? <laughs> well, I figured, well, I did. To be honest with you, I did. Well, I but mean, not De- like this. Denver, Denver. So they got Denver in the at home. So hopefully you get that one. You lose, you know, probably not going to win at Kansas City. But boys, it's okay. You can do it. But then they got Houston, and they're at New Orleans, at Jacksonville, Colts, Denver, Seattle, before they play the Chargers again. So there's a lot of winnable games in there. A lot of winnable games. Uh, you know, they should beat Tennessee. They should beat Denver. Houston would think they'll beat Jacksonville, Indianapolis. I mean, I think they're going to sweep Denver. They'll beat Seattle. So there's a lot of wins out there for them to get, for sure. And Houston there, too. I mean, that's – so it's not a it's not a bad schedule, but that Arizona one, boy, I think they needed it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Colts now going, uh-oh, they're about to be 0-2-1 as they host the Chiefs this week. <laughs> done. I mean, well, the thing is, in that division, I don't think anybody's going to be done – no, the good could, news is... Could the, somebody win that division with six wins? Yeah, because the, the good it, news could is it the, be ja- six? The, the Jaguars are at the Chargers, so that's not an easy game for them by any stretch of the imagination. And I just saw the Texans. Where are they? They're, I thought they had a tougher game, too. Yeah, Houston. No, Houston's at Chicago. The Houston Texans may be in first place after <laughs> after next week with a 1-1-1 one, one, and one record. Maybe. But I guess I'm maybe exaggerating with six wins, but could it... Uh, would I, would I be surprised if a seven win? win, win a, eight, nine, eight, I think seven. I seven think seven ten. may be good enough to win that division. That's just frightening. Oh, it's. I mean, I, I just and can't what, believe. What I, what, what's unfair about that is not even unfair because it's just the way it works out. But that means that one team in the playoffs, a wild card team, is going to have a very easy matchup in that first round against mm. whoever that team <laughs> is. Finish, finish, uh, finish at that. Uh, let's see. That would be the. So one, uh, two would get seven, three would get six, four gets five. No, one so gets a buy. Remember, well, one gets yeah, one gets a buy, but then to, to be, two, yeah, two gets seven, two, two three, gets seven, six, three gets four, four five. five. So you would be the four team playing the top wild card. So whoever the whoever the top wild, wild card, card is, you, you almost want that top wild card. Like if almost. I'm going to have to play, if I'm not going to be the one seed, I want to be the top wild card. Almost the only the only bad side of that is on your bracket. If everything holds, then you play, go to number one. So. But yeah, the Colts' uh, first win may not come until Week Four when they host the Titans, <laughs> which means the Titans may be zero and four very hey, easily. Hey, Tony Khan is running AEW and could be the uh, one of the owners of the AFC champs there in the uh, the South Division. What the Jacksonville Jaguars? Who would you pick right now? The Jaguars are. The I team think the Jags look better than the team any that are of playing the best. That, they're the so only far. team with a win too, but they are playing the best. Yeah, I. <laughs> but like I said, they go to the Chargers in Week Three, and I'm trying to see where they are in Week Four. Do they have a buy already? Is that the first of the buys in Week Four? No. 
I don't see the Jaguars in week four. Oh, there they are. They're at Philadelphia in week four. There you go. Dead. <laughs> so it's going to be back-to-back losses probably for the Jags. Yeah. But then it could be, then it goes Houston, Indy, Giants, Denver. So that's not bad. But then they go Vegas, Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit. Then you come back around Tennessee, Dallas, Giants, Houston, Tennessee at the end. That's that's going to be a story of, of, of four seasons in there. It's going to be like a, it's going to be like a calendar year for them. Yeah, and and I will tell you this, I am just so unsure right now of what to think of certain teams. That it, I mean, how long do you have to? I know in baseball you give it basically to Memorial Day, and you know how good or bad teams really are. How many weeks in the NFL before you know what a team is? Is it four weeks? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think you got to give teams six or seven weeks before you can really. So, so about halfway through yeah, the season, close almost to it. I mean, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, you get you get in, you, know, you play that first game, and all your plans get thrown out the window because it's the first game, especially with these teams not playing anybody in the exhibition seasons anymore. So they're not in it as is that a mistake? Would, would you think that that's going to change after seeing what's happened this season with teams because teams with new quarterbacks seem to be at a disadvantage because those quarterbacks did not play enough in the preseason with their teams. And it's 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 a hard decision. You know, I almost wonder I almost wonder if you need to do something like redshirting your quarter because that's what everybody's worried about. No, absolutely you know, because, because you play basketball and baseball and you get your starters to play a bit at least in preseason because the the chance for injury is nowhere near as big as it is in a contact sport like the NFL. Now, do you red, do you put the red shirt on the quarterbacks in the I think maybe that's season? something that's a, something a rule change you look into. Although the problem there becomes if a quarterback is doing something that he's not natural to do, he may get. In other words, yeah. they don't want you to play eighty percent because if you play at eighty percent, you have more of a chance of getting hurt than if right. you're playing at one hundred percent. I don't know. It's that's it. If you start seeing, for example, you. Missed the playoffs because you blew game one and went what should have been a winnable game. And you see the and game one and game two. And I mean, the Colts the, are, 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 the, are the poster child it. for this. Maybe. Because I think, I, I'm not saying they're a great team, but I think they are a better than an 0 2 team, even though they have not looked like it. And the problem is Matt Ryan just doesn't have the reps with his offensive line against a defense. Yeah. It, I, I think you've got to, if you're getting less games. That third game, to me, the third game, you should at least be playing those guys for a half. Absolutely. You know? And most of them weren't even playing in that third game because there was only three games. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard decision. We're going to hit a commercial break. When we come back, we'll hit the college football gridiron to see what happened Saturday. Uh, Apparently, firing Scott Frost was not the answer. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) And we'll talk about poor North Dakota State and and the Bison uh, as their trip to the desert to face the Wildcats there. Oh, heartbreaker. It was. But I think they showed up that that, that they are indeed legit. They're still 9-4 against FBS teams. Absolutely. And, of course, in hour two, we'll hit baseball, talk about the two teams that just clinched the playoff spot, see what that means going forward. And I'll tell you what. That means tomorrow I'm betting against the teams that just clinched playoff spots today. Are you saying they're going to be hammered? I'm Champagne. saying Champagne speaking, glory I mean, has the, gone into their minds. The Dodgers did this too. The next game <laughs> afterwards, you don't play all of your starters. I don't know. I say go this for it. This is Sports X Radio, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Fane. That, of course, is Mark the Magician Hoke. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
You know, Van Halen is one of those bands that even if you don't know the song, just by the the way the guitar sounds, you know it's Van Halen. Yeah, you know that's Eddie. Oh, absolutely. He was one of the top three guitarists of all time. Top I, five, maybe? I still think he's the best. I mean, I'll I th- put I him against can, anybody. I think you get an argument, maybe Jimmy Page. Look, here's here's my argument for Eddie Van Halen. When they When music teachers have to restructure how they teach playing a guitar because of someone doing things that they can't explain how he does it, that's the man. Period. End of Wasn't story. Wasn't sort of like Jimi Hendrix? People couldn't explain how he could uh, do it either? Eddie, but Eddie had these things that he did that... Oh, no, that, I, I, that, I'm that, not knocking Eddie. Trust because he, he didn't take lessons, he just didn't naturally. Same with keyboard and everything else. He, he didn't take lessons. He didn't know how to read music. There were just things that he did. And I, I remember hearing that story. It was fascinating that people that, people that you know, were, were teachers and professors and you know, experts in guitar playing... What what did you do? How did you do that? That's impossible. No, yeah. oh, I just do this. And the, the, oh, the late great Eddie Van Halen. Oh man, miss him. That was fifty one fifty. By the way, that oh I know off I know the fifty one fifty. Always know you can always hear a, a Van Halen riff. <sighs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports X Radio, the Monday Fish Tank Edition. Believe in the process. I am your host, Andrew the Fish Fane. Follow me on Twitter at the Fish nineteen sixty nine. Of course. The other voice you hear is that of Mark the Magnificent Hoke. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. This is Sports X Radio, Fish Tank Edition. Leaving the process on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7:20 AM. We've kind of hit the NFL from week two, and uh, look at week three of the uh, college football scene. And to me, one of the most surprising games of the week was a game that's not talked about that much: Michigan State going into Washington and just getting boat raced. Boy, I had that one wrong. Sorry, I guys. I hope did. you didn't listen. I had a lot of good picks last week, but that was not one of them. Stunned. Uh, they got absolutely boat raced. Well, you know, Michigan State the past few years has always been a very iffy offensive team. And they were less than iffy in this game. Absolutely. And, and I will say this, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke. I was impressed with the Penn State win at Auburn. I was shocked. I'm a Penn State guy. I'm from that area. I brewed for Penn State all my life. And I got to tell you, that game may have been the best one that they've played under James Franklin. And I'm not kidding. No, I and he's know. been there nine, you know, what, nine years now, I, mean, I think. Th- obviously, th- this isn't the Auburn team that won a national championship, but it's still a good team. It's an SEC team. It was a complete effort by them, and those young running backs that they brought in, whoo, oh boy. Wow. I mean, that was, that was an amazing performance by the Nindy Lions. And it, you know, usually I would be sitting here saying, well, you know, so what? They they won, but, you know, when Michigan State and Ohio State games come around, they're going to be lucky if they get one of them, and we're going to finish third in the division, and that's going to be it. I don't know now, man. No, I'll tell you what. Your, that, your, your tough game isn't even the Ohio State game. Your tough game to me is the game at Michigan. I'm not. Just because it's I'm not at that, Michigan. I, you know, I seeing what they did this week, I think they can beat Michigan. I think. You know, it's just Ohio State is so explosive, but they they may have an answer with Jody Joey Porter Jr. being back there in the secondary leading the way. I mean, he is something else. Oh, absolutely. If he's anything like his dad, too. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic, and, and that's a, that's a nice place and, to be, isn't and, it? And Manny Diaz has come in as the def, new defensive coordinator, 
And one thing that Penn State has been legendary for over the past few years is blowing games, especially to Ohio State. Man, that defense, the the gas pedal did not let up, and that is a good what, sign. What will be interesting is that i, I got to see who you guys play next week, not this coming week, week four, but in week five, because I don't want week four to be a letdown game for you, which it may be. Who do you guys? No, it's a, it's, we got a couple winnable games there, if I remember right now. No, I, I, I know who you're playing. I'm just trying to see where they are. I can't seem to find Penn State for week five. Oh, no, it was supposed to be easy to find because that would have just made life simple. It would have. Yeah, of course, but I, I didn't do that. Preparation is the key to success, Fish. And, uh, oh, but but an, fortunately, I did not but, prepare But well fortunately enough. for you, I have the schedule. Who do they play? Who do, Not next week. I know who they play next week. Who do they play the well, week Well, next week is Central Michigan. I just, da, da, and I don't then, want to mention that. And then... Northwestern. Okay, so never mind. I was what I was trying to hope was that this was this game this week wasn't a sandwich game that they can let down in because they had the big week game against Auburn. And if they had another big game in week five, that week four is a game that they're thinking we should win because it's Central Michigan and they let down their guard and lose. Oh God, I hope not. Even though it's happened, we lost to Toledo a while because back. Because so. generally speaking, week four is the start of conference play. Yeah, because we had that game against Purdue in week one. Yeah, we had that that Purdue game early. Right, because you you have some interesting conference games. Clemson's at Wake Forest, which I think should be a good game. Yeah, and I mean, just looking at Penn State, they, you know, it's then they after that they go to Michigan, and then it's Minnesota, Ohio State, and then they should roll the rest of the way. So I mean, but it's but that's that's the typical schedule. I hate the Big Ten divisions. I hate them so much. Well, hopefully when UCLA and USC get there, they're going to change somewhat. I don't. I don't know how you do though, because they're both Western teams. You're probably gonna. I they're mean, both they, gonna have to go into the West, which means one team from the West at least is gonna have to go to the East. Yeah, and geez, who would that be? I mean, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to go over there. You want to? You want to get stuck in that division with Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State? No, thank you. I think so I, I, still, a hard I pass. still think Michigan and Ohio State should be in separate divisions. I think they should too. Um, boy, who would be the most easternmost team there? Uh, probably Iowa-Wisconsin. Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, God, they can't send Wisconsin over there. Oh, Wisconsin would go crazy if they did that. Maybe um, so, but then you can Purdue? remember, you're adding USC. You're adding Purdue? a team that's going to be the top or close to the top of that West. Purdue might be the one. They're, they're in Indiana, so that would kind of— Illinois? Is Illinois— but, but, I, you know, but I think they, kept, they were nice enough to keep Indiana and Purdue separated. Ugh, I don't know who you. I don't know who you move. I maybe guess it's, it's, maybe it's Illinois. You have to be Illinois, I guess. Yeah, or no, uh, it's either Illinois or Wisconsin. Or I mean, not Wisconsin or Northwestern. I mean, because obviously they're also in Illinois. Yeah, there. Wisconsin's not going over there. That would they'd flip out. You can't move. I mean, you yeah, can't look, move look Iowa. The strength Wisconsin. of the East, because then you'd have Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. No way. And you're not putting Iowa over there either. So it's going to be. It's going to be one of the cannon fodder teams. What they and, should do is they should move Michigan to the west, bring in UCLA and USC to the west, and put Wisconsin and Illinois or Wisconsin and Northwestern in yeah. the east. Nobody thought of that. Thought ahead that far, did they? No. <laughs> Maybe we need a couple more teams in the Big Ten to make it the Big Eighteen. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think I think we're headed in that direction. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, college football has not gotten that interesting to me yet. I, I was impressed with the UNLV's win this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was looking at UNLV, and you know, they have a chance to at least finish in the middle of their division, legitimately. I mean, they're not 
they're not a bad they're they're a decent team. And if you go to the Mountain West, uh, just sliding down here, real whoops. Did you know M comes before P? I did not know that. Yeah, how about that? Because they're in it's there. The new alphabet. They're in there with with Nevada, who's terrible. San Jose State, eh. they got Fresno State and San Diego State, and Hawaii's horrible. So they, you know, there's third place. Yeah, third place. Uh, and, and like I said, I was very impressed by USC's win over Fresno State because that's a game usually historically that USC either loses or wins by like six. Well, they get the Oregon that that Oregon State game of death next week in Corvallis. In Corvallis, so that's, let's that's not not an easy place to play. So let's because that has been a house of horrors for them. So let's see, we're going to find out about that team what next about week. The Oregon boat racing of BYU. I was really surprised by that, too. I mean, that was just... I figured that was going to be a really tight game. I kind of like BYU in that, but... Hey, Oregon woke up. Bo Nix played well. See you later. Yeah. You know? it, it's, uh, you know, does that erase the, the the taste of the Georgia loss? Maybe not. But... No, because it ruined their season. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It ruined their season. I mean, you know, the one... I mean, the one thing that you have... Is, I mean, and, th- and here's your problem. That... Let's say Oregon runs the table. You're still sitting there with a what a forty nine to three or forty nine seven loss on your record. I, I forgot what the score was, but they got destroyed. Right. You know, but if, but if, if you're, if you're it, trying to get into the playoff, let's say you would win the Pac ten or the Pac twelve. The good. How can anybody vote vote you in because, unless unless everybody falls by the wayside? So you're on a winning streak because you've won every game since then. But you got and then you probably have a win over USC. You probably have a win over Utah. So I'm not looking at their schedule right now. And I, so that's a couple. And at this point, Washington's ranked. So you probably have a win over Washington. That's three good wins. Yeah, but plus over a ranked BYU team, so that's four good wins. But man, that's that's like you you see the you see a beautiful girl from from. You know, looking at her from behind, and then she turns around and looks like the Wicked Witch of the West. You know what I mean? You know, basically. No offense, ladies. O- o- Oregon's theme I'm song sure she is has a great Daniel personality. Powder's had a bad day. Yeah. You had a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, exactly what it was. One bad day. So they they but, have they have Arizona, UCLA, Cal, Colorado, Washington, Utah, and Oregon State. Bang, bang, bang. So they don't even end. have USC on their schedule. No. Well, that's, I don't know if that's good or bad for them. I don't know. See, uh, that the that conference, you just don't know what's going. You gonna, really but, don't. No, but they, but I, but I will say the Pac-10 or Pac-12. I love saying Pac-10. I don't know why, because I've been saying that for you know years. thirty from thirty yeah. some odd years, I guess. You you have some teams there that have some potential to make some noise and got some good wins. Now Washington State got a nice win in Wisconsin. Washington got the win against Michigan State. Uh, you know, Oregon's still undefeated. <laughs> excuse me. You, uh, Oregon's US, not undefeated. I mean, Oregon, not Oregon State, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, US, UCLA is undefeated, un- <sighs> although they got very lucky this week. That was, I and I was watching be, for our, our boss here, Steve Hoffman. I was. I He's was, a Bruin fan? Yes, he is. So and, am I. And, and, I know and, I love Steve for a reason. Yeah, and go if, Hoffman. You, if you didn't see that game, South Alabama handed it to him on a silver platter at the end. Down about the 20-some-odd yard line of UCLA. Decided to fake on a fourth and one. Decided to fake a field goal. They they were in field goal formation. Then they changed the and formation. Won the game. It 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 totally screwed it up. It, why it would you them, not kick the field goal if it's going it, to give you the lead late in the fourth? Well, quarter. it would have put them up five. I don't know. It was a terrible decision. The UCLA went right down the field, kicked field goal, goal and, one. Yeah, and won the game in front of what nineteen people. Yeah. 
20. 20 yeah I think I think the I think <laughs> I think the, the the starters were allowed one parent in yeah. that game and the janitor sweepy was there yeah. his name is sweepy <laughs> but the, the, the one I want to talk about because you're talking about Oregon's bad day How about Nebraska's bad dude, year dude they're done firing Scott Frost was not the answer I, I to be honest with you I really thought you know what Nebraska plus 11 in this game may not be a bad bet I warned you. It, and they were up seven to nothing. I warned you. So you take away that seven to nothing, and they're up. They lost forty nine to seven they're, after. They're, they're not good. They're, the, it's, they're not. It's not that they're not good. No, no, they're not good. No, they're worse than not good. They suck. <laughs> Look, the, the it, I think in some sports it was nice for Nebraska to go to the Big Ten. Football is not one of them. But but here was the here was the issue for them going into the Big Ten is it pulled them away from the recruiting base that they had normally drawn. Which was down Oklahoma, Texas, Texas Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, right. and all those states down there. It and you you know, now you have the the area rivals just coming in and But don't they still have those big corn fed boys on the offensive line? Yeah, but they're not coming there anymore. It's 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 a little it's it's a lot different than what it used to be because you had when you're when you're winning number one and being as dominant as they were, you know it, it was always it was always Oklahoma, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Nebraska. Texas yeah, we had that would, discussion, the Jamil Holloway, Tommy Frazier battles. Yeah, they, but now once you faded away, and now you know your parents don't the parents don't get to see their kids play very much because you know they're going to Rutgers and they're going to going to Maryland, Wisconsin yeah. and Maryland and. You know, it's it's just not a good fit how, for them. And how, how does Nebraska turn this program around? I don't know. That's the problem. They they're they're not gonna get those recruits now. Uh, did you hear the rumor that they had called Urban Meyer? Apparently, yes. Maybe that you. Urban that's Meyer the said, only way you're gonna do it. It is so bad in Nebraska that Urban Meyer said, "No, I think I'll stay at Fox." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, but they they're going to need to bring in somebody a, a top flight coach. Who's going to be willing to really put in the time because the recruiting base is destroyed? It's going to take a lot of work to fix them. And more so than professional sports, college sports is when you're down, you stay down. When you're up, you stay up. Because when you're up, it's easy to recruit because you're up. That's why Alabama is going to stay good for so long because. Right now, Nick Saban goes into the house, drops all those national championships, rings on a table. Guys committing instantly. But on the other side of it, too, you have the transfer portal. And you have the NILs. And, and now Nebraska, I don't know how much money is in there in Lincoln. I've been there. Nice city. But I'm sure there's some pretty there are, good there boosters are nicer down cities, there. There are nicer cities in the Big Ten. There are. Yeah. Maybe Piscataway, New Jersey isn't oh, one of them. No, it's not. <laughs> but but the the issue that the but the one thing that you can do if you are a good recruiter, I mean a really good one, is you can go to a bunch of kids and look around rosters and say, Look, you're you're buried on this roster. You're not gonna play until your junior, maybe senior year. Why don't you come here to Nebraska? And you say that to another kid, and another kid, and another kid, and if it's the you know the right coach, you know, let's say would it be Urban Meyer? That would tempt me if I was a kid. I'd say, look, you know, I can maybe get to start for three years. I mean, I'm under a top flight coach. Is it just me, or, or or do you find it sad when a top flight program, when they have one bad year, it's not bad, but when they when they're down like Nebraska is, is that sad to you? It's tough. I mean, I remember growing up. 
know, Nebraska was always a huge rivalry. Nebraska we for that know, reason. Penn State had some incredible, couple incredible games with them. You know, robbed us for that one national title. But you said that last week. Well, too. I'll say it a lot because I'm bitter about that. I mean, that it was, was the same stupid. thing with I used to hate Florida with Tim, the Tim Tebow years and Florida State all those years because they were always so good. And now I have that same feeling about Alabama. But it's a hatred born out of respect. Right. Yeah. I I, I hope they can find a way because it's – and I'm going to tell you, it's a, it's a good school. It's Lincoln's a great place. There's a lot of terrific people there. But, boy, their their next coaching hire had better be a really good one. But the question is, if you're a really, really good coach, or is that your is that your choice? You know, are you going to go to Nebraska in a Big Ten that's getting better because UCLA and USC are coming in? Ooh. Also, wasn't all that impressed with Notre Dame. I got to tell you, this oh. is a team that started the season ranked number five. They're one and two, and they could have easily lost to Cal. Dude, the receiver had the ball in his hands on that Hail Mary. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, Fish, what's the rule? What's the rule on the Hail Mary, Hail Mary if you're playing defense? Bat it it's down. three words. Knock it down. Yeah, bat it down. Knock it down. Don't try to catch it and Yeah, because you try to catch around. it and it bounces up in the air. It becomes an easy target for a receiver. It almost fell right in that kid's hands and just couldn't quite hold on. Yeah, that and that would have been If Notre Dame loses a game that way, ends up losing a game that way in overtime or something like that, oh, my God. Yeah, no, Notre Dame is a team that ranked number five in the country to start the season. I, I, maybe that was just overreach. Obviously. It's based off last year. Yeah. All right. We're about ready to take a break, but when we come back, let's get some baseball, baby, because we are really in the home stretch. Uh, Unfortunately, your Orioles are, are beginning to oh, fade. last and night just to tonight. 11-0 oh. tonight. But we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the two teams that clinched, what it means for the playoffs, how much closer Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols are getting the milestones. Plus, we'll take a look at next week's NFL schedule, try to make you all some money, and maybe some baseball overnights as well. This is SportsX Radio, the Fish Tank Edition. I'm Andrew the Fish Fane. That, of course, is Mark the Magician Hoke, or Mark the Magnificent Hoke. Take your pick. This is KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. We will be back shortly to talk baseball, because you know how I love my Dodgers, too, and they're winning again tonight. We'll see you in just a few moments. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 
10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Welcome back, everybody, to Sports X Radio, our fish tank edition. Believe in the process. I am your host, Andrew the Fish Fane. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark the Magnificent Hoke. Follow me on Twitter at TheFish1969. Follow him on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. And also... Make sure you tune into the Mark Hoke Show every Sunday morning right here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. from 8 a.m. to 10, p- 10 a.m. Some nights you get that bonus hour. Some days you get that bonus hour. Others, it's just the one hour. This past week, if you have a chance to download that second hour especially, B. Brian Blair oh, was man. on. What a fantastic interview with the former Killer B. I, we're gonna have, he's, he, was ex- he wants to come back on the show, and I swear to God. Does he want to suplex you? I would, I would be Brian Blair suplex me any day of the week. <laughs> I still want to know why Leaping Lanny Poffo had two pairs of striped trunks. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't give it away. Don't give away what's on the podcast at markhokeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets. But it was and a lot of fun. you know the best fun. place to listen to the show? Where is that? Is it Family Soul, an amazing soul food restaurant? Absolutely. Get on down there, man. 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard. Right in between the Cheyenne yep. and Lake Mead offense on the 95. Yep, just either one will get you there. Mention KDWN, get that People's Choice special of catfish, yams, and greens for fifteen ninety nine. And if you don't go, you'll get the People's Elbow. Right. See? We, will, we will hunt you down. It's people's Elbow, People's Choice. Yeah. There you Family go. Family Souls are really good. Seriously, <laughs> go over and say hi to Dan. Just, just mention fantastic. you heard about us. Oh, so good. That catfish is amazing. I can't stop thinking about it. I owe, Unfortunately, because my bison lost, I owe Kenny dinner at Family Soul Restaurant. We all, Ken and I got our birthdays spoiled by teams from Arizona this weekend. Yes, you both did. Rat bastards. Yeah, the, the Wildcats bear down, taking down the bison. And of they course, had to bear down, too, because NDSU was... And, of course, KT's Raiders uh, basically coughing up a game to the Cardinals. Jeez. I don't even know what to say. Not I watched the end of that. But the, the other team from Arizona in baseball, not faring so well at Dodger Stadium right now, losing 5-1 to one to the Dodgers, who are gunning for their 102nd win. How, have they cheated? No. No? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Clayton Kershaw on the hill tonight, just dealing 10Ks through six innings, looking absolutely phenomenal. This Dodger team is, is going to be a handful in the playoffs. They're, they're still the favorite, but, boy, something's telling me Atlanta's going to get them. I well, don't know what I it is. I will say this. There are two teams that have punched their ticket to the playoffs already. The New York Mets, with their 7-2 to win today over the Brewers, punched their ticket. And the Astros, not only punched their ticket to the playoffs, but they clinched the AL West and a first-round bye. And they're only a couple games away they have, I from think home field. The magic in the number AL. is seven if, if for home field advantage throughout the uh, American League playoffs. That that's a little bit of good news for me because my Orioles have to play them in a few days in a four game set. So let's uh, you guys can you guys can relax a little bit. You know, bring up some of those boys from AAA. Yeah, I mean, I will say this: your Orioles, who were still in the uh. race up till this weekend, probably even up to today. I think today's eleven nothing loss to the Tigers. Is just devastating. That is brutal. They're now five games down plus the tiebreaker. To the Mariners. So basically the six Mariners, games so, behind the Mariners yeah, with a, like 17 to play. It really means, I mean, I thought it was going to take about 88 wins-ish 
the Orioles would have to go about 12 and 4 to or so the rest of the way but, to do it. But unlike most teams, I think no matter what happens the rest of the season, this has been a great season for the Orioles and you have nothing to hang your heads about. No, and and Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson and Woo, Adley Rushman. Baby. Rushman and you know, it's, if it wasn't for Julio Rodriguez in Seattle, Rushman would be the rookie of the year. Yeah, and you know, it's really a shame because there's another Rodriguez that would have figured into this picture too of Grayson Rodriguez, who was the top pitching prospect in baseball, hadn't strained that lat in June. He was going to be up on the big league roster, and he is lights out. You will hear that name for probably 15 years to come once he's up. Oh, if, he'd have, if he'd have been there, it would have been the. It I might think have been there's a difference no question. Maker. Brandon Hyde gets votes for manager of the year if he oh, doesn't win it outright. Oh, he's gotta. Who, who else are you going to give it to in the AL? Terry Francona. Oh, no. Everyone counted the Guardians out, and they're going to win that division. I don't think you can give it to Dusty Baker because the Astros are figured to be exactly where they are. Not so sure you can give it to Aaron Boone for that same reason. Don't think you can give it to whoever it is managing the Blue Jays now because they they fired their manager. They have somebody else in there. Uh, Kevin Cash may be in Tampa just because of dealing with all the injuries and they're still in the playoffs. And Seattle, too. Seattle, say in Seattle, but Brandon Hyde's going to get votes if he doesn't win it. He's He's got to win it. They're they're gonna they're gonna end up they're gonna end up thirty plus wins over where they were supposed to be and did it in the AL. But remember, everyone had the Guardians finishing at least third behind the White Sox and Twins, and they're gonna win that division. I, I I have a feeling sentiment wise, it's gonna go to Hyde. I really do, especially after three years of pure pain and suffering that poor guy had to go through. So, I think that's a lock. But yeah, I, I could see it. But what was even better for the Mets was not only did they did their win get their in back in the postseason, but Max Scherzer returned from the injured list to pitch this game, and he was perfect when he got pulled. He was perfect through five innings, and they pulled him. Yeah, it, the AL, the NL is going to be very interesting. In that, boy, I'll tell you. To be honest with you, I can see four teams going to the World Series out of that group, and you still have to deal with San Diego, Philadelphia, or Milwaukee who has managed to somehow play their way back into this thing. They have cut that lead down. Uh, you know, I think they were, what, 7-3 and three over their last 10 games or something like that. They that have, lost a day hurt. It'll hurt, but But it's, the good news is, because, like I said, the Mets clinched, I like the Brewers to win tomorrow. And the Brewers have an easier schedule. Yeah, and the Brewers so, right now are two and a half games behind Philadelphia. It's going to be... This is going to be a fun race. This will be, I, I'm, you know, I had picked the Brewers and, at the beginning of the year to win the World Series. And remember, the Phillies have four more games with the Braves coming up. Yeah. I believe they have games with the Astros as well, which is just brutal for a team like Philadelphia to have to go to the, I mean, the Rays have, uh, what, six games with the Astros. Starting today was their first game with the Astros. The Astros shut them out four to nothing. Well, the, the Phillies have even more trouble, too. They've got a series with the Blue Jays. Along with that series with the Braves, uh, you know, so they're they're not going to get an easy run here. No, and they just got swept by the Braves. Yeah, so boy, and and I hate to see the Phillies mess up. Miss, I really like that team. Great hitting lineup. They're going to be they're going to give anybody they play fits. But yeah, you don't know. I mean, no, absolutely. And the the other interesting series that's coming up is the Guardians are traveling to Chicago to play the White Sox starting tomorrow. The yeah, Guardians I, could salt away the division or make it very interesting, depending on how the uh, the outcome of those three games. And if you're looking at where they are right now, 
uh, four games out. And actually, by the way, the White Sox are only, only a game behind the Orioles there, too. So they're still out, you know, looking on the outside for a wild card. But they're there. It's, yeah, basically the up, Central a Division run. or bust. But, yeah, I four think games. We, so. I think we, other than the Central Division, I think we basically have our playoff teams in the American I think so, League. too. Yeah. I think it's Seattle, Tampa, and Toronto, Cleveland, the Yankees, and Houston. Yeah, and, and honestly, I I can't see the White Sox catching Cleveland. They would they'd have to sweep this series. No, and there, and there's only one game, one other team. There's only, in other words, there's only one team that's not in the playoffs right now in all of baseball that may still be in the playoffs and that's Milwaukee. Yeah. And they're a fascinating team. Once again, much easier schedule, very good pitching. Starting to figure it out a little bit, you know, post Josh Hader. Uh right now let's see what they've done. Actually, six and four because they did lose today, but they they put a nice run together to get back into this. They thing. did, and then they needed it. Taking two out of three over the from the Yankees this weekend was massive. Yeah, and yeah, and because really that when I saw that on the schedule, thinking, boy, the Yankees kick them, it could be over, you know. But they they pulled themselves out and yeah. did it. Um, for, if the Dodgers hold on and win today, the Dodgers will have a six game lead over the Astros for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting deci- decision for the Astros at this point because honestly, the, a few more wins and there's nothing left to play for. No, there really you isn't. Know? I mean, the, you've got. I mean, you can because you still have to worry about about the Yankees, but your magic number against the Yankees is still seven, and the Yankees obviously playing much better of late. Yeah, the Brewers, by the way. They have two more with the Mets, and then they are at Cincy for four, two with St. Louis, and then they finish with three, four home against Miami and three at home against Arizona. Yeah, and, and the, the other problem for the Orioles is Seattle's remaining schedule is pathetically easy. Yep. They play like the Rangers, the A's twice. I mean, all teams without winning records. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for them. But, um, yeah, I think the, the Blue Jays, you know, the Blue Jays, though, have got a, they've got – a four-game series with the Rays. They've got to play. They got three more with the Yankees. And the Rays um, and the Blue and the Jays. Ra- the, Rays have, are, the Rays are also having to play the Guardians. Yeah, the Rays and Blue Jays have very tough straight schedules coming up. And and the Orioles still have the Jays coming up too. So it ain't it's not, over. It's not over, obviously, but it's, but it's got the reek of that, that over. That loss today really, really hurt. Yeah, they got to get those next two back. Yeah, here here is the remaining schedule for the Mariners. You have one, two, three at home with the A's, then three at home with the Royals. Oh, sorry. Those are at so it's three at the A's, three at the Royals, then one, two, three at ho- uh, at home versus the Rangers, then one. Uh, what is it? How many games in October are they playing? Two, three at home with the A's, and then three at home, four at home to end the season with the Tigers. Yeah. So Bye-bye. it's not a tough schedule for the Mariners. No. No, it should be. I think the 16-year playoff drought is now over. Yeah, and I and I thought it was once they once they got that streak going and, and managed to. Maintain a decent pace. They're looking pretty good because I knew their schedule was bad the rest of the way in September. So good for them. Congratulations. Yeah, no, I absolutely. hate you, but good for you. But you know, Dodgers still on pace to to. I mean, they have to win fourteen more games to tie the Mariners. I mean, that's how amazing the Mariners of of two thousand and one. Oh, that one hundred and sixteen wins. The Dodgers are playing amazing baseball right now, and they probably get they'll probably get to about one hundred and ten. Right. Yeah, because I mean. You know, really, there's there's no reason to risk any. I mean, plus with the injury bug that they've had, man. If it was me, I'm like, guys, take a take yeah, a few at, days absolutely. off. I mean, they're still doing it without Tony Gonsolin, who had been one of their best starters all year. Yeah, so just rest up. 
enjoy it. And Walker Bueller, who's been out with Tommy John surgery. I mean, two of their best starters missing the last two months at least, yeah. if not longer. And they're still they have 102 wins. Yeah, I'm not. I'm and not the best risking. record in baseball since the All Star break. If there's nothing to play for, I'm that last week or ten days. Yeah, you know, LA's pretty nice this time of year. The beach is pretty good. You know, <laughs> bring up some of the boys from Albuquerque and yeah. And, and I think that the the Twins' magical run uh, came to an end with the 11-4 defeat today to the Guardians. Yeah, well. I, and and that to me is a. I mean, I liked Chicago to win the division, but I thought the Twins were going to be a pretty clear second place. But I, Rocco Baldelli should be gone. That that team was too good. It's a lot of injuries there too. Yeah, I mean, a but a lot of injuries, uh, and it's not Baldelli's fault that they didn't go out and get any pitching. Yeah, but they, you know, but they got Sonny Gray in there. They, they had a good a good pitching staff. I, but yeah, I um, I think that the the Baldelli, Baldelli era may be over at the end of the season. Yeah, I, 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 I think if it is, it, I think it's sad. But the other question is, okay, Aaron Judge needs two home runs to hit 61. That's Is he going to do it? Oh, yeah. Albert Pujols needs two home runs for 700. I think he gets it, too. And, and, and isn't that a terrific story? That is an amazing if story. You, if you'd have told me that he was going to make it there at the end of the year, I'd have told you you were nuts. And not only that, but this weekend, the Cardinals are in L.A. to face the Dodgers. I'd love to see him do it against the Dodgers. Nah, I wouldn't get it at home. Hit never 700 against Clark. Cl- well, he, uh, the Dodgers kind of revived his career last year because the Angels released him and he was nothing. Dodgers picked him up. He had a pretty solid season with them. Then he went to the Cardinals, obviously, this year for his last year. And I saw a great interview with Pujols, and he was like, whether I get 700 or not, this is my last year. I'm not coming back next year to get just to get 700. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for him. I, mean, I am too. That is, and when you think of some of the guys that are in that top five I'm really happy that Albert Pujols is well, in there. Well, basically, it's it's Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Pujols, and then a bunch of cheaters. <laughs> mm. Barry Bonds was unfortunately never tested positive. Yeah, but A Rod and, and A Rod did though. Yeah, no. And it's How, by the way, as a as a baseball fan, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. That guy is on Fox Fox's baseball coverage is he? in the last couple of years. Why? I mean, is because it just because he's he's a good-looking guy and he's well-spoken? He's a cheater. He is. He's he, a cheater. This is what sucks about him. It sucks about Bonds. It sucks about Clemens. They were great players without the cheating. See, but here's and here's my why. but you know, and we could get into the argument with Bonds and Clemens is that it, you know the problem for me with those two guys is that while there was many there is much circumstantial evidence, they never got caught. They never had a positive test. I look at a guy like Rafael Palmero, who was an unbelievable player. One of the most underrated players to ever play the game. I don't know why I feel like he's the biggest cheater of them all, and I don't know why. I don't know if that's fair or not. He gets nailed with a B-12 shot, and he's ostracized from baseball. So yet Alex Rodriguez, who... Um, nailed for admitted he cheated he cheated he cheated and he's one of those guys that has torn up the record books and he's celebrated and we get to watch him on TV well, every part, week. Part of it's because America loves to tear their their heroes down, but we love to forgive them as well. Palmero still has never admitted to it. A Rod admitted to it. Andy Pettit admitted to it. Jason Giambi admitted to it. That's why they're. That's why they still have careers. They still have lives. They're still talked about. Palmero never admitted to it. He still denies it. 
and that's a problem. I remember because he was with the Orioles when that happened, and I remember those circumstances really well because he and Tejada both got messed up in that somehow. And you now I there there's some circumstances behind those stories, but so I can see where Rafi's fighting it a little bit, but I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't put it. I didn't. I didn't put a B twelve shots in anybody. No, I mean, so I Mike don't know. Piazza's never admitted it either. But oh, going Piazza now. No, I'm wearing a Piazza jersey today. Yeah, I see that. All right, I'm gonna throw the throw the throw Tommy's godson under the bus. Huh? Yes, <sighs> so mean it is. But you know, he was still one of the greatest offensive catcher in history. Oh, absolutely. Until Adley Rushman gets through. Easy there, Tiger. I'll that, tell that, you that, what. That, let's, not, let's, not go, let's not go comparing him to Piazza just yet. Give him time. It may happen, but, you know, he's got to first pass Johnny Bench before he can get to Piazza. True. That is very true. I man, I love Johnny Bench, too. Oh, yeah, Johnny Bench. Uh, and, and the best part I'd about still him take is he's bench on the baseball over, bunch. I'd still, t- <laughs> I'd still take Bench over Piazza, to be honest with you. You know how great was that? You know, there was no MLB network. There, was no, there wasn't even an ESPN. It was just like a Saturday morning. You got to watch the San Diego Chicken, Tommy Lasorda, <laughs> and Johnny Bench on the baseball bunch. And the, and this week in baseball. Loved that with Harry Callis. Oh, man. That, that was, was such it a... It was Harry Callis, right? The guy that no, to... no, that wasn't Harry Callis. That was uh, Mel Allen. Mel Allen. You're right. You're out. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. No, Mel you're Allen. out. I, I just knocked it over the wall. Yeah. I, I, I loved that. This week You came up with one out and blew it and because two outs tonight. That was the only way you could see what happened that week in baseball because there were no highlights. Well, shows. and this and the thing was too, the George the, Michael sports machine on Sunday night. Was, <laughs> oh God, I remember that too. But the one the one thing that was great about this week in baseball back then was, and for those that don't know what, notes. don't know what we're talking about, there before we had ESPN, before we had even internet. cable <laughs> and internet. The best source to see, even see some guys that you wouldn't get to see, except for an All Star game or in a World Series, was this week in baseball. Every week, you, if you were a baseball Holy fan, you, you, wrong guy. Yeah, no, that's Phil Rizzuto, but it, Bill Allen would say but, that once in a while. But that was the show where you would see all the great highlights, and you'd have twib notes. You would, you would have, you'd see what's going on in the season. You would see the highlights. If you were. On the East Coast, you'd get to see the West Coast guys. If you were an you know, American League fan, that's where you got to see a lot of the National League guys because you didn't have interleague play. That that show was absolutely amazing. Because otherwise, as, as a Dodger fan growing up in L.A., all I got to see was whoever the Dodgers were playing. Now, it was always on local TV. Right. So I could always watch the Dodgers playing in Philadelphia. So I could watch Mike Schmidt and, J- and Bake McBride or playing in St. Louis. So I could see Ozzie Smith and Jack Clark. But... I'd never get, because there was no interleague play, I'd never get to see any American League teams. No, you wouldn't. I mean, I I was very, I guess I was very lucky because I was only an hour and a half from Philly and an hour from Baltimore. So I would get both of those teams so I could see all the... Well, I mean, I the, could watch Angel games, but no one watched Angel well, games yeah, back then. But <laughs> <laughs> They were actually good. I, I was at the, in, the 79 in, playoffs. 79, they were good. 82, they were good. Yeah, eighty six. They were unfortunate. Yeah, they were unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, but that that was such a I, and I still remember that night. That was so great. John Lowenstein hit a home run late in the game to to beat the Angels. Hey, but tonight, that let it be Lowenstein. Yeah, that that Angels team was was really good. Nolan Ryan was on that team. That was a great group. It was great and group. They just could never get over the hump. 
No. I mean, we stopped them. You um, couldn't get over the hump in 79 either, though. Yeah. <laughs> Pop Stargell, baby. Yeah. They, and, and one of my favorite all-time players, Dave Parker. Dave Parker is so under under uh, appreciated. appreciated. I, I can't remember. I can't Absolute remember. Was cannon. that in the All-Star game? When he that, threw the guy out? That he threw the guy out. That I, I believe that was oh. the 79 All-Star game. That was one of the greatest, and as, as somebody who played outfield too, I really appreciated that. And throw. those pillbox hats oh. they used to wear. We have one of those in the house. The pillbox hats, yeah, love yeah. those. Yeah, and then Kent Tacolvi, the side armor, just coming mm-hmm. in and close games out. Yeah, he's now he does. I think he does either color or the pregame show for the Pirates now. Yeah, scumbag. <laughs> hey, you had one of my favorite players on your on those Orioles teams too. I told you, Eddie Murray. Yeah, and uh, still. You know, he's a guy that I think people have not put him in his rightful place. I mean, either. he's in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, you're right. People, when people talk about great players, Eddie Murray's name is not mentioned because he just quietly went about his business. Yeah, he was, you know, this guy would was 3100 guy for a lot of seasons, and you know, they only that you know remember, they only got him the one title. But say, remember that that's back in the day. When, when, when this week in baseball was big, if you were a 300 hitter and average mattered, you had to hit 300, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. Those were the benchmarks of a great player. Right. Now they don't mean anything. No. <laughs> no, it's so weird. Yeah. I still look at, you know, I, I, I probably should learn more about some of the advanced sabermetric stats. OPS is the big stat. Yeah. It, there's, I mean, there's, there's more than so that, many. but the easiest one, I mean, WRC weighted runs created oh and my, come on, more man. wins above replacement, but OPS, which is on-base percentage plus slugging percentage. Just give me a, who's coming through in the clutch, man? Yeah, that's, batting average to me was always important. Never matter, it doesn't matter at all anymore. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's so strange. I, you, you would know, think, well, you know, the percentage of times you get a hit would be a, would be something important. But it's more important. But thanks to Moneyball, it's more important how often you get on base, not just getting a hit. What does he do? Gets on base. He gets on base. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. <laughs> Watched a hundred times. Uh, I love all baseball movies though, because you know, I'm a baseball dude. What's your favorite baseball movie? <sighs> What's the best baseball movie? The best you want to start a fight? I'm favorite. sure we're going to start a fight. Oh, I can tell you the best. And, and no one agrees with me. Eight Men Out is the best baseball what? movie. What? See? Really? I, I mean, it's lo- a good movie. Loved Eight Men Out. Bull Durham is still, to me, the, the best baseball movie. You're not Little Big League or Rookie of the Year? Little Big League was a fun movie. Yeah, so was Rookie of the Year. They came out right about uh, the same time, too. Rookie of the Year was... Love yeah. the Sandlot. You know, and the Sandlot... Doesn't when you when you mention like the top two or three baseball movies because everybody's answers are like Bull Durham, Natural, Dreams, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, um, yeah, I love Field of Dreams, you know, male, well, Field of Dreams is awesome. Dad um, have a catch. Major League, uh, Major League was more of a comedy. I, I love Major League too, though. You can't, I can't knock Major League. But that one, but the Sandlot is one that I think for You're those of us Smalls? That, that for those of us that played baseball when we were kids, you know, and and I don't I don't know if kids get that. Same experience, but when we were kids, baseball was the game that, man, you got You either did one of two things: you either grabbed a football, or and, grabbed- and beat each other up in the backyard, or guys, let's get let's get seven or eight guys down. Yeah, and we and, did we did both depending on the season. Yeah, but come on, everybody had a Wendy Pfeffercorn. <laughs> yeah, we did. There, there, there were a lot of um, 
amazing things in that movie. You know, we all had the nightmare about, we all had that dog in the neighborhood yep. that we were all scared of. Yep. We all chewed tobacco and swallowed it and threw up. You know, we all had that, we all had that one, that one kid on our team that was just amazing and we just idolized him. Yeah. You know, and we, we had the annoying kid on the, I mean, it was, it, you know, in the, in, in Smalls and we, we all Smalls. did. We all did no, when we, we played. Absolutely. It, was, it was, Sandlot was a great movie, but my, Eight Men Out, still my favorite baseball movie. Yeah. I, I can't even put it in the top five. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just thought it was oh, it was so well acted. It told the story. I didn't, I didn't say it was bad. It told a story that people don't know nearly enough about. I, that's fine. People didn't know the story a little bigly either. Well, that's but, not a true story. I know, but I'm just saying it. It's it's a it's a good movie. It's a great historical baseball movie. But I mean, some people tell you a League of Their Own is the best baseball movie. But that was a good movie. I'm not denying that it was a good movie, but it's not Boy, in my top a, five baseball movies. That would movies. be a tough call for me between those two movies. Which two? Leave their own and Amen Out. What about ones like The Rookie or For the Love of the Game? For Love of the Game is a very underrated movie. And the problem, I think a problem with For Love of the Game, it was it was actually a romance. If you wa- If you really look at that movie, the baseball was important. But what? But the overlying story was the romantic story. And then there's also a trouble with the curve, right? <sighs> what? Get that out of there. And please. then there's the scout. The scout? Yeah, Brendan. Why are you Albert even Brooks? bringing that? Tr- These are baseball. Okay, it wasn't. It, that wasn't a bad movie. It's a baseball movie. Uh, I know it's a baseball movie. I've seen it. Or, We're talking you know, about baseball. Movies. Steve so Nebraska. Why are you bringing it Steve up? Steve Nebraska. I yeah. remember that. But come on. It's not. I'm not. That movie it's top was 10. freaky. I mean, Major League Two, Major League Three don't even belong in anywhere in the conversation. No, but uh, the original Major League, the absolutely. Original, oh God! You know, you know, it was funny. This when I the first time I saw Major League was actually we were my fraternity. You hung out with Klug Haywood. I'm sorry. I said you hung out with Klug Haywood. No, um, <laughs> my fraternity and the sorority were doing this charity thing where we had this big rocking chair set up, and we were doing kind of a marathon thing to keep the chair rocking. But we had a TV and VCR out there, and I was out there for a like a late night shift, and one of the movies we had out there was Major League, and I'd never seen it. I popped it in, and so that was where I saw Major League really sitting, sitting in the middle of NDSU's campus on a giant rocking chair. Can you believe that? Of course I do. And Bull Durham, to me, is probably top three, but it's not number one. I just think that that capture, captures the essence of baseball better than any movie. Million dollar arm, ten cent head. <laughs> hey, meat. <laughs> you, think tra- <laughs> you think that travels that far out of a store to saw it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. It, it was, and then when he was just a bit outside. Oh. <laughs> and that's what that's. I mean, Bob. You any movie Bob Uecker is in, I love, which is why I love Major League. Because Bob Uecker is just hilarious. MLB has a list. You know what? I, I know we're deviating here a little bit. Deviating, schmeviating. It's my show. Here's here's MLB's has a top 25 list. Okay. I, I just don't want to go through it all. Number one is Bull Durham. Number two is League of Their Own. Number three is Pride of the Yankees. Forgot about that. For you. Forgot. But Spirit of St. Louis in there somewhere, too? Hang on. Getting there. Field of Dreams is four. Eight Men Out is five. Hey, they made top five, at least. Moneyball is six. And, boy, you know, that's interesting. I never... You know, because I, when I think of Moneyball, it, that's more of a... I mean, I guess it is... You know, it's obviously a baseball movie, 
but it's more of what goes on off the field than on. It's almost like calling Die Hard a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> then it goes to the natural. It is Sandlot. not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that happens around Christmas time. What are they? They have everybody. I've never seen this movie. What everybody movie? wants some from 2016. What the hell is that? I don't remember that at all. Under, I thought you were going to say like Fever Pitch. Underappreciated when it came out a few years ago. Uh, this one is mostly pure, most purely fun and quietly moving. Looks at what it means to be on a college baseball team there has ever been. What? It means that, what's it called? Everybody Wants Some. Never heard of it. I have never heard of Who that movie. It? I don't know. <laughs> you can IMDB that. Um, Major League 10, then it's a Bad News Bears. Well, I forgot about that one. Did you say Major League 10? No, Major League. Oh. <laughs> Major League is 10 oh, okay. anyway, on this you, list. I, I, I'm sorry. Don't give me the remake. Don't give me Goes to Japan. Don't give me Breaking Training, although I did love him Breaking Training. The original Bad News Bears, misogyny and all, was fantastic. Oh, God, forget about it. How are you letting Don't even bring it up. How are you letting your 10-year-old kid hang out with a drunk pool guy? <laughs> It was okay when we were kids back then. We it's all good. Then when Bad News Bears bang the drums slowly, that's a really good movie. Um, the, <laughs> that just reminded remind me of, of a scene in Family Guy, which I will not mention on the air, and I talk about bang the drums slowly. <laughs> I've, I've never seen this one, but I it's uh, one I should. The Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings from Loved 76. It. Loved that movie. Uh, I mean, do they call Brewster's Millions a baseball movie? Oh, that no, that's not a baseball movie. But I'm, I haven't gone down the got down this list yet. The rookie at fourteen, take me out to the ball game from nineteen forty nine. Yeah, take me home again. Let's see that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Damn Yankees, number That's, sixteen, Sugar okay. in two thousand eight. Sorry, Damn Yankees is not a baseball movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a well, I, I think it's a baseball movie. Okay, go ahead. Sugar from two thousand eight. Don't remember it's that. an independent drama about a Dominican baseball player who struggles to both survive and acclimate himself in the minor leagues. One of the more underappreciated movies. Some millennial wrote this list. Of course. Uh, Fear Strikes Out from 1957. It's a Jimmy Pearsall story. Yep. 42. That was a good movie, too. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Mr. 3000. Do you remember that one? No, Bernie Ma- is that the Bernie Mac one? That's or is the, that the Bernie Tom Mac one. one. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Tom wasn't there a Tom Selleck one that was similar to that? Uh that is Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball, okay. Mr. Uh, Three Thousand was the Bernie Back one. Yes. That was kind of a funny story, actually. Wasn't well, Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of movies here that would be way over that one. Uh then it's Angels in the Outfield, sixty one, Cobb, and then for Love How do they have for Love of the Game at twenty five? Boy, Six, that's by the low. Way, Cobb. Very underrated. Sixty-one, very underrated. Sixty-one's a good movie. I love. I love Cobb too, though. Yeah, sixty-one. Boy, it, you know it's funny because I love, when I so if you see a double features at one hundred and three, uh, they stop at twenty-five. No, sixty-one and forty-two. Never mind. Stop. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> what are you doing, Fish? Andrew Fish Fane, Mark Oak on mathematician on Sports and Radio. Fish tank edition. Believe in the process. Oh <laughs> 101.5 my. One point five FM, seven twenty AM. That's so bad. But sixty one, I when I because Roger Maris is from from Fargo, Fargo. North Dakota, so there there's a Roger Maris museum up there. I went to that, and 
boy, the hell that he went through that season. I was going to say, did it have a lot of his hair in it? Because I know it all fell out. Oh, it did. I mean, that story. I mean, people. Dennis Jane was in that, I think. I can't remember. In 61. He was fantastic. But that that story was so sad because. Because they all wanted Mantle to do it. Yeah, they didn't want. Because if, if you don't know that story of Maris' season when he hit 61, Mantle was also in that yeah, chase for Babe Ruth. I believe. 57 or 54? Yeah, 50, maybe it was 54. But both of them were chasing that, and Maris was just this kid that had come up. Nobody really... He was actually with the Cardinals first. He got traded to the Yankees. Yeah, and he wasn't you know, he wasn't considered a, a Yankee, you know, and, and Mandel's and on Mandel, this role, too, and everybody... I mean, as great as Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig were, I think if you... And Joe DiMaggio, if you ask anybody, the, the best all-time Yankee, Mickey Mantle may be the name that you get more than any other. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. Well, could you imagine if he if he'd have been playing today? If he had not gotten drunk all the time. Well, and that's the thing he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to do that. Well, he had to because his knees were so bad. But there, but but if you put him in today's baseball world, they're not going to let him drink like that. They're no, going to they're going to be able to treat the problems that he had. Mantle, could I would you imagine guess, what he, this may not be a popular decision, but if you put Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth in today's game. Babe Ruth would be nowhere near as good. I disagree with that. I th- that guy was he's very underrated as an athlete, but for him to do what he was able to do, I think to me hitting a baseball is still the only a thing he was under was a dinner table. But he wasn't. But he wasn't like fat like that his whole career. No, I know he ended up like Elvis, <laughs> just in time. But 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 once again. You know, the lifestyle of those guys back then was completely different. Here's, here's what we do. We go play the baseball game, and then we're going we're to find some dames, get a box of cigars and a bottle of and, whiskey every night. And they'd have a job in the offseason. Yeah, like you I said, didn't... one of my favorite baseball cards was for Richie Hebner. And he used to say, in the offseason, Richie Hebner's a grave digger. Yeah. You, you'd, it would be amazing to see. Dude was a grave digger. Yeah. You. Because, you know, you, it's hard to compare eras because, you know, a lot of people say, well, those guys would never have survived in the, in the modern era. But, but on the other side, if you have those guys. Oh, I, li, by the way. Yeah. I'm just hearing from our, our good buddy Larry here. Okay. Big, the big Greg Goose who says, Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. You know, I actually kind of like Summer Catch. What about the fan? Did you ever see the fan? Fan's creepy. With Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes? Yeah. No one talks about that as a good baseball movie. Well, because it's not a good baseball movie. It's a it decent is. movie. But but Summer Catch, you know, it, it's fun. I actually like Summer Catch. I thought it was a, I thought it was okay. It made me fall in love with Jessica Biel, that's for sure. Hoy. Okay, Woo. and I, I do want to mention this. this is totally off topic because I got to mention it before we go into our picks for for the NFL for the right. for next Yeah, we week. should do that. But and I think this is very important. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, absolutely. Winning the first ever title for the city of Las Vegas. It is absolutely phenomenal. They were up two games to nothing on Connecticut, and they had a huge lead in game four, and then Connecticut came roaring back, and then Vegas in the end held them off and ended up winning the title. Like I said, first title for the city of Las Vegas, which is fantastic. There's going to be a parade down the strip, which is well-deserved. And I'm sorry, Raider fans and Golden Knight fans, I'm glad it was the Aces that bring the first title here. Wow. Doesn't matter to me who gets yeah, they, it. But, they've been know. here, I th- believe, longer than the other two. Yeah. And they deserve the recognition. Yeah, and, and Becky Hammond. We actually Hammond. had Asia Wilson on 
SportsX Radio. Yeah, Becky Hammond did a great job of that team too. Um, it really opened up the offense on that team. You know, and nothing against Celine Beer, but but she came in and and it's amazing sometimes when you get a different set of eyes on a team, you can some people will see something different than what the the previous coach did. Right. And and that's what Becky did. It wasn't and it wasn't that Lane Beer was a bad coach or anything like that, but she she loosened the reins a little bit and it turned out to be a good thing. And, and you know, Becky Hammond I, I still think is going to be the first female NBA coach at some point. This'll help. But But she didn't interview well from what from what I heard when she was interviewing for a few jobs. She rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and now and 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 here's here's the the argument that you and I got in a couple of weeks ago on the Mark Oak show about people changing and learning. Maybe that experience for Becky Hammond will now that she's spent the time in the WNBA. Maybe if she gets the opportunity, she'll understand a little bit better how to handle the interview process. And get through it a little bit better. I thought she was basically handpicked to be the successor for Popovich. Well, there was a reason for that. Apparently, she rubbed some people the wrong way. That was what I read. You can get in trouble for that. Well, <laughs> only if you're paying for it. But anyway, but if 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 she if she interviews if she interviews, <laughs> I got I the fish. Myself up. Oh. But if she. If she has a couple good years in the WNBA, that's what happened to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and um, you know, he man, and, some people the wrong way. Unbelievable, but no, actually, very believable. Uh, but if, but if she, if she comes in with a, a, and does the right things this time around, you know, I, I, I won't be surprised if she gets her shot. No, absolutely. But, I, but do you know, know when but, the parade is? I want to make sure we. Did. I have no idea. I'm just. I, I just think it's a great story that Las Vegas finally gets its first championship, and it's the Aces. I mean, no offense to the Raiders. I'm glad, like I said, it was the Aces. But even if it would have been the Knights, one of the two teams that started here in Vegas should be the first team to win a championship. Yeah, and you know, congratulations, to the ladies. They worked very hard. They had a terrific season. They, I mean, there last year ended in disappointment, so this year was important for them. Yeah, and they swept all the major awards too. So. Good for and them. This man. is going to be a dynasty. They can keep it together. I don't know what the salary cap situation is or the contract situation. That a lot of the players are, but if they can keep it together, and Russia can keep Brittany Griner in jail, wow. We, <laughs> well, that's not a problem apparently. <laughs> the, the Aces should be good for years. Yeah, you would think that's that's a ton of talent on that team. Yeah, like I said, so. I, I know we were talking baseball and baseball movies, but I wanted to break away because I wanted to make sure we had time to talk about the Aces and congratulate them on a great season. Yeah, way to go, gals! Thumbs up from Fish and Mark. You betcha, you betcha. <laughs> Party it up! And you know who else must have absolutely loved that? Who's he's looking that? down from a, from from above? Oh, Bernard. Bernard! Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's like, that's the way it needs to be. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was going to mention Bernard too. That you know, we, yeah, you know, we miss him. Absolutely, you know, he's, he's all. I will tell you this: every time I do this show, he's he's on my mind, and uh, he's still sitting in that chair. Absolutely, I watch what I say because I, I I keep thinking, oh no, Bernard wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't badmouth Purdue ever. I still badmouth Purdue. I, well, you always could. I got away with it. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just badmouth all my bison. Well, you know, they with, deserve being with fifteen by- with fifteen players in the NFL right now. But yeah, that's but, okay. and and their big win against Arizona. Oh wait, no, they didn't. This is a shame, man. I'll tell you what, a turnover 
that they had a turnover in the second half, first half, and they were driving in for a touchdown. And and honestly, Coach Entz made a mistake at 28-24 and decided to go for it on fourth down and try to put the game away and should have kicked the field goal. Yeah. But 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 I I give but I give Arizona credit because they brought some pretty good good players in there. Uh, that quarterback, he's going to be something. Yeah, and I think that, that this is a product of and all joking aside of how good NDSU is that they weren't taken lightly by Arizona. So that's why Arizona was able to win. Their coach was Arizona's coach was going crazy when they won that game. Because I, I mean, think, he, I think they were teams, intense. I think some teams go, "Oh, it's an FCS school. We got this," and then they and they lighten up a little bit. And if you watch that game, that game, in terms of physicality and attitude, if you saw Tampa New Orleans this weekend, I definitely did. There I was even there, suspended there, one game because there, of the game between Tampa and New Orleans. There was a little fracas there, but the there was intensity. Brouhaha. There was intensity in that game, like there was in the NDC Arizona game. Dead serious. They were going after each other. They took it very seriously, and and you know, NDSU is going to win the national title again. I have no doubt about it. Even though there are there are apparently some more worthy challengers than I thought. Yeah, apparently. Start if you, if you want to make a little bit of money, start putting some money on Incarnate Word. I just love the name of that and school. and Missouri State Incarnate Word because Arkansas just about learned how how good. The teams in the Missouri Valley are. They almost said the incarnate word. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I mean, Southern <laughs> Which Illinois, I can't say on the radio. Yeah, and Southern Illinois, a team who's the Salukis, a, a mid-level team in in our conference, beat Northwestern this week. The Salukis. Yeah, I was shocked at that. I know most of these schools from basketball, yeah. but there you go. All right, NFL coming up this week Thursday night. Steelers are at the Browns. Ugh. Ew. The Browns are a minus five right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the Steelers. Oh, boy. Short week. Oh, um, yeah. The problem is you always like you usually like to take that home team on a short week. See, this is one that I wouldn't touch because, as we mentioned, our friend Bernard, don't bet they on bad, bad teams, teams, and they're both bad th- th- teams. And this is a, yeah, you're right. And but- everybody, and I'm going to tell everybody right now, there's so many people making excuses for the Steelers. They're not good this year. They're not. They have more wins than the entire, as many wins as the entire AFC South. Yeah, because <laughs> Joe Burrow decided to lose his brain and <laughs> and the long snapper for Cincinnati got hurt. That's the only reason the Steelers have that win. Gun to my head, I'm taking the Steelers, but you're right. It's not a good game to bet. Ugh. How about we'll just leave it at that? Yes, please. All right, uh, the Ravens are at the Patriots. Oh, the Ravens are three-point favorites. I wouldn't want to be the Patriots this week. I got to take I, the Ravens. Oh my the God! I think the Ravens are going to railroad them. No, uh, the Patriots are also. I thought they were mediocre. I'm going to put them in mediocre, and bad, in, in medium rare form. Yeah, not the, they. They they barely beat the Steelers. They are. Belichick's got some work to do. I he'll he'll probably figure it out, but this team just doesn't have anything on offense. For the yeah. first time on a Sunday, the Bills play. They're at the Dolphins. Bills are only a minus four. Bet down from four and a half. Uh, probably because the Dolphins got that thing rolling on offense. I don't think it's going to happen this but week. They though. haven't faced a defense like the Bills. Apparently. No, and what? And it's uh, fifty-one points. Yeah, the over/under is fifty-one. Mm. I think the over's got to be played there. Yeah, and boy, this will be interesting to see where the money goes on this. 
I'm going to be very interested because I think people are going to be really reactionary I think, I think to what the Dolphins did. If you can get did. minus four, you should take it because I think it's going to go up to five or five and a half. I think it might too. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Bengals at Jets. Bengals going to get that. For, it's been bet down from six and a half to four and a half. Yeah, because people are stupid. The Bengals are going to win. The Jets won this week. Yeah, they beat the Browns, and they were lucky to do it. You think the Bengals get their first win? Yes, they're going to get their first win. They'll they'll get this squared away. Enough, at least, to beat the Jets. Saints at the Panthers. Saints are a minus three. Yeah, no problem there. I think the Saints the Panthers. Are- the Panthers might not get ten points in this game. The Saints, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, that to me they're still a wild card team, and that team has an amazing defense. They did not look good against the Bucks, though. They looked good for most of the game until that fight, and they Offen- lost their mind. Offensively, they did not. They did not look well, good. Well, here's James Winston. Here's, here's the issue: James Winston apparently has like broken bones in his back or something like that. Then what the hell is he doing playing? That's a good question. Apparently, it's not severe enough. Supposedly, that he's it, if it limits but, but him he, at all, though, he shouldn't be. You, you know, I know you don't want to get dust off Andy Dalton, but you got to play to get through the season. Yeah, he he needs to rest, but. I do like the Saints in that game. Yeah, as well. but I, if I'm, well, I'll tell you what, if I'm if I'm coaching the Saints, I'm like, we are going to go out and try and get 35 points in the first half and sit them down. Here's a very interesting one: Lions are at the Vikings. The Vikings are seven point favorites. Jeez, God, see, this is one that you try not to bet with a heart. It's on the road, though. I, ew, but that's a lot of points. Hmm. I think the Vikings take care of business in this game. I think they win, too. But the seven is a little... I would tease mm. the Vikings to a plus one. A six-point teaser. Okay. I could see that. Here's another interesting one I think is almost too easy, which scares me. Chiefs bet from minus three. They're now minus six and a half at the Colts. (laughs) How about, like, minus 90? Yeah. I, I don't care, care what that point I spread is. I think the Chiefs is. go to three and zero as well. Yeah, I, they're going to roll that game. Is this, is, uh, here you go. Raiders are at the Titans. It's a pick 'em. Why is that? That's dumb. Take the Raiders. Take the Raiders all. Oh my day God! Get long. it and go get it right now. If you got to pick them on that, you're kidding me. Go get the Raiders. Your Philadelphia Eagles, Ooh, baby, are visiting the Washington Commanders. Eagles are four point favorites. Historically, do they play well in D.C. or no. no? No, they find a way to gack one off the Washington every year. But I, oh, and Carson's going to be a little motivated for this one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Carson oh, against his former boys. Oh, boy. Because, honestly, this season I kind of had him splitting. So this is the game that the, the commanders win. Mm, but the Eagles look pretty good. They're better than I thought they were going to be. Take the Eagles. Do it. Just do it. I would take the Eagles' money line. I'm not so sure about the minus four. Especially, I can only see that line going up. I don't see it going down. Right. Texans are at the Bears. The Bears Ew. are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, go with the Bears. Why not? I'm, I'm, that's a Bernard game. I ain't playing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't play it, but yeah. Jags at the Chargers. Chargers are seven-point favorites. Bet down from nine-and-a-half. That might keep dropping. I might. Uh... Why would it drop? Because people are gonna people are gonna get impulsive on the Jags, and the Jags aren't bad, but the Chargers are much better. Yeah, the chart. Yeah, you're, you're probably good at seven, but if you, but keep an eye on it because if we get six or you yeah. know, six and a half well, or something, Chris go Berman for it. Chris Berman used to call the Bay of Pigs game. Packers are at the Bucks. 
Bucks are a minus oh, two. This is going to be an interesting football game. I think because it's in Tampa, I'll take Tampa. But I'm not. I'm taking. Ooh. I'm taking the Bucks or the Pack because Mike Evans missing this game. He's suspended. That is true. But hmm. I still like Tampa's defense. And Chris Godwin probably also missing the game. That's their top two receivers out. Hmm. That is a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like Tampa's defense will get the job done. In the Yuck Bowl, the Falcons are at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are one-point favorites. Oh, God. Don't watch the game. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? Rams and Cardinals. Rams are a minus four. The Rams pissed me off, by the way. <laughs> I had the Rams minus ten. They got 17 fourth that quarter points to the Falcons to not cover. But stay on the Rams. Don't get reactionary to a good quarter by the Cardinals. No, I, I think the Rams win this game easily. Uh, Niners are at the Broncos on Sunday night. Niners are two-point favorites with Jimmy G. You're good. They were three-point dogs. Now they're two-point favorites. You're good. Take the Niners. Have Finally, fun. on Monday night, Cowboys and Giants. Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites. What? The Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites. <laughs> My God, you have a hearing problem? Take the Cowboys. I'm taking the Giants. All right. I'm sticking with the G-men. Uh, top of the ninth, Dodgers are up 5-2 to two with two out there about to win this game. That's going to do it for SportsX Radio. KT back in the chair tomorrow night. I'm Andrew the Fish Fane. That's Mark the Magnificent Hoke. We will see you next Monday night on the Fish Tank. Believe in the process. Bernard, we love you. Have a good night, everybody.